Welcome to Tranos and the Lived Experience, a podcast confronting current events, politics, comedy, and calamity, all from the perspective of a trans titaness. She's a verbal black belt, skilled in the art of roasting, the hellmouth, doomsayer, CEO of the Amazon position. Here's your host, Cameron Ellen Terrell. Welcome to Tranos and the Lived Experience. I'm your host, Cameron Ayin Aline Maharet Jarrell, a.k.a. Tranos. Say that shit with your whole chest, or I swear to God, I will drink two Samuel Adams, rip my shirt off, and fight you bare-chested in the fucking streets. This is Tranos and the Lived Experience, the show um, that is like willing to fight white men six at a time. Today's episode is brought to you by the meeting of music and marijuana. Today's episodic song of inspiration is Predisposed by Il Nino. They were one of my favorite bands when I was a teenager. I was in an Il Nino cover band until the day I met the lead singer, Christian. Shout out to Christian for being a whole dick and skipping out on the autograph signing to go to Taco Bell's in Rochester, New York. I hope you got diarrhea, you bastard. And today's strain is a uh, black cherry gelato, which is keeping me off a lot of y'all ass today. A black cherry gelato is a hybrid wheat strain made from crossing a kai with black cherry funk. The effects of black cherry gelato are more calming and energizing. Reviewers on Leafly, which is my go-to, by the way, ha- uh, said the focus when smoking this is the strain makes you feel aroused. Do with that what you will. <laughs> <laughs> It also makes you feel hungry and focused. Black Cherry Gelato weighs in at 14%, which seems like it's kind of low because this shit had me lean in my fucking chair. Now, let's get to the episode at hand. First off, the episode is called Trainos versus Predator. You'll understand when it gets to the end. I know I talk a little fast, but if you listen a little faster, I won't have to slow down so you can catch up, bitch. <laughs> I have a special guest in studio with me today. Uh, introduce yourself. What's up? I'm Ayla from the Screw Podcast, and um, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to talk. I'm going to be laughing this whole episode. I mean, we um, need a little bit of laughter in this episode. I'm about to jump on white men's ass today. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm well, actually, I'm going to jump that. on everybody's ass today. <laughs> uh, once again, this A-Love from the Screw, that's my people in QO forever, bitch. Um yeah. So the topic today, uh, Tranos versus Predator. So what I've been noticing, and, and, and me and Aaron had discussions about this yesterday, and we decided we were going to record an episode because we're spontaneous. And if you don't like it, fight me. Um, <laughs> we're, we were talking about this shit yesterday. Um, the trend of cis hetero males and females who are anti-queer uh, using crime as an institution to make all queer people perverse. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yep. It's uh, it's this new kind of like, I mean, with, with uh, the stuff going down with, what's his name from House of Cards? Uh, what's, uh, um, he was in fucking <laughs> Kevin American Spacey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kevin, I, you know, like, we we don't ever call out these distinctions, right? Like, right. there seems to carry this idea that, like, you know, these people are just one of the community and they happen to be doing this something bad. And of course, obviously, the inference can be made that we're all bad and we're all doing this. But these are like definitely two different identities, <laughs> one that right. we don't want to fucking claim. <laughs> right. Like it's 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 it's. So, like, what I'm really talking about, if I want to break it down, is I was reading, and I'm not going to make any specifics about it. If you read World News, you'll see hundreds of these kind of fucking things, and then they're, like, spun by right-wing media. And I'm not one of those people to be like, media puts a slant on everything. But, like, come on, the right-wing. Um, so I saw, like, as I was just browsing through the internet, um, trying to act like I, like, have a life when I'm actually just glued to the fucking internet. I'm just plugged in. I was reading about, like... um just like regular crime. And at some point I come across this thing, which me and Facebook need to have a talk about all the fucking right wing propaganda that they put on my post wall and shit. But it was like, this man made a comment of, see, this is why we need to keep queer people away from our children. And it was distinctly a white male gay couple were arrested on suspicion of 
uh, child trafficking, uh, specifically porn. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so at, at glance, I, I look at it as a queer person and I'm like, that's terrible. I, I didn't look at it and go, all of us are like that. And that's right. the thing that I want to talk about today is like how, and it seems to be white men who do it the most, the fucking nerve um, to look at tragedy and then attribute it like this, this, this harshness based solely upon bias. It's not that it was a tragedy that happened to these children. It was that, oh, see, gay people do this kind of shit. Like the, the kind of ongoing effort, you know, that the, people of power have to try to split us up even more and and cause like you know more frustration and more oppression you know I've, I've been noticing this for years in the media like when they catch somebody who you know uh let's say a, a dude that is like right. molesting male children right you always hear them refer to as like the homosexual that da 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 Let's get this clear. This is about definitions on some level. If your if your your sexuality, if your interest in children is not homosexual, lesbian, queer, right. it is pedophile. That is that is their sexuality. Even if that makes people cringe, but that's what they're attracted to. They're not attracted to adults. Period. Right, and that's why you can kind of have a catch-all whether they're attracted to little boys or little girls, which the stats in general show that this is mostly uh, cisgendered male men who are attracted to, you know, underage girls is overwhelmingly the the stats that come forward. And we could obviously argue how those get reported if, if males are less likely to report this kind of abuse, but it doesn't matter. They fall under the same category. Their attraction is a very specific thing and it has nothing to do with adult relationships and adult sexuality. Right. And even jumping uh, in there and just making it, making people aware, PSA, we don't claim that pedophilia shit in the, in, in the clique. We don't, we don't fuck around with that shit in the LGBTQIA. No. None of us are like, that should be part of the thing. Like none of us are rallying right. for that. To we don't happen. think it should be a letter. Right. We don't <laughs> think that letter. it should be added to the alphabet soup that you guys call it. But like, mm-hmm. here's, here's the other thing that I'll add pedophilia is about the attraction to power over someone mm-hmm. else. And literally sometimes for pedophiles and it's, and, and you see it a lot, there isn't even a sexual like, or gender preference. It's literally, mm-hmm. it just has to be someone smaller than them. It has to be someone that, that voice isn't as loud as theirs, someone who can't fight back. And the mm-hmm. fact that we keep like misconstruing, pedophilic activity as queer is fucking bullshit one and and two it's just a talking point that bigots use to demonize us still we're totally aware of the fact that like priests are doing this shit to kids but we don't get no comments about that what all of a sudden these priests who are doing this shit to kids are just queer people wrong they are not queer people. They are pedophiles. There is a distinct difference. There's a fucking huge line in the sand. And I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm kind of t- tired of it. And since all of you armchair fucking detective Chris Hansen's out there didn't know the definition, I thought me and A-Love would just kind of bring that to you. I know it, it's kind of early in the show. I'm, I'm upset about it already. I kind of want to hit my weed, but I'm still digging your ass. Let's get into it further. Little things... <laughs> like that and it seems little it seems little those are the defining things that get people killed those kind of comments get people murdered to think Absolutely. that like I, I i can't help but tell it as a child who was molested i was a child who was molested that did not make me queer that did not uh awaken or trigger my my transness i was violated by a man mm-hmm. period this man did not identify as queer his entire life, he identified as a person who was weird around kids. Right. And he was allowed right. to be around kids. My foster parents allowed him around us. And no matter what we said about him, they weren't worried about it. But they had a lot of rules in place for us gay children not to move around the house certain ways, but not this predator. 
the the the, the 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 interesting the uh the eye is set on us all the time it's never about like hey we let this dude in the house knowing that he had a pension for hurting children but when he gets caught you're going to be blamed because you're queer and you probably wanted it uh-huh i mean it's not that much different than what we say about women right and and, and, and rape you know i think you know it's a very important context again to bring up like the power like play i mean often these people look to be in positions of power you know they look to be and i'm not trying to like talk about creating a a, a moral panic or social hysteria this is this has been this isn't something new this is something that has always existed uh we i feel like in the queer community we often shy away from talking about this stuff right. out loud because if you already have people on the outside associating with you with it it's kind of like well we just won't i call it the kevin spacey problem again right to find out you know he's actually somebody who's interested in being a predator and power and 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 we don't want to talk about that it's happened or our own personal experiences of this happening to us within the community because we don't want to encourage that association well <laughs> you can't erase reality right <laughs> Fuck encouraging it this has become, you know, in many ways, this is all part of like the idea of queer health. How can we talk about these things and 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 grow and be healthy within these things if 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 we're ignoring them, you know? Um, and I think you bring up a really good point around the power play because this is something that you know everybody on some level or another is dealing within society, right? right? Power is here to divide and conquer us all, you know? And then you have these like little mini sections of power that are are, are doing it in even more heinous ways, right? You know, <laughs> in some ways they've, they've been socialized to learn this idea and they're some sort of getting off on the idea of subjugating another person to their their own needs, right? Yeah. And on top of that, what they're also doing is they're pretending that they hold us to this higher standard while also devaluing us as human beings. So we're not supposed to have a population, uh, any anyone in our population who can access evil. We're not supposed to be um, right. uh, have a criminal inkling in our body, but like straight cis white men are allowed to walk around and just dole out atrocities. Not to mention the fact that we let a lot of this weird pedophilic shit like fly when it comes to like celebrity white men. Males. Shout out to Dane Cook for being a whole scumbag, bro. I'm on your ass. <laughs> I'm on your ass. I'm on. Uh, you were 47 <laughs> when your girlfriend was 16, bro. And you waited until you were 50 to ask her to marry you. And uh, I normally would ask a question like, where are the parents? But no, nigga, the whole world is watching you be a fucking creep. And literally a couple years back, we felt bad for you because your brother robbed you all your money and your, your your mediocrity was starting to fade. You weren't making like bar boy movies anymore. And then we realized that you were Peter Pan. You were stuck in that. Like you played a guy who worked in a grocery store who was carefree and got the girl. And even in that movie, you were fucking 10 years older than your fucking counterpart. <laughs> Oh, you're a fucking weirdo and you're dating like someone who's like literally a child like she's 17 years old hey, hey sh shout out to motherfuckers who think that uh, as long as there's uh, a legal president for the gray area that they could just do whatever the fuck they want Dane Cook we applaud you for being dickhead of the day <laughs> I second that I haven't heard that name in years <laughs> this like I haven't heard this name in years either. I guess he had to make himself relevant by doing something dastardly. So he got on one knee and asked a child to marry him. But he made sure to wait until she was seventeen years old. They've been dating since she was uh, sixteen years old. This man's talking about he never touched her until she became legal. Lies. Mm, yeah, that's kind of hard to believe. Lies, my nigga. That's definitely hard to believe. Yeah, like lies. You couldn't find somebody your own age. And the thing about it is like going back to power. It's all about control. You think Dane Cook is marrying this girl just because of her vibrance and, and vitality? Or do you think he's marrying her because she don't know no better and he can do whatever the fuck right. he wants? She don't know he's an asshole yet. Right. She ain't lived long enough to know yeah. that this dude is a dickhead. I mean, you know, it's 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 interesting because like, you know, as you know, there's a lot of queer adult relationships that often end up having like huge 
uh, age differences, right? And, you know, socially, we there's plenty of reasons for that, good and bad, right? You know, because a power play can happen between two adults too, especially one who's significantly younger, right? Um, it doesn't necessarily right. mean all those relationships are bad relationships, but I do think that, you know, we don't talk about power in queer relationships enough, you know? Like, there's all sorts of categories where you can imagine, especially with our, you know, overemphasis on identity politics and position politics and you fucking name it, passing versus not passing politics, all these things that we have that different, different individuals in those relationships could possibly exploit a perceived power that they have socially over the other. And age is certainly a big one in which, you know, I've definitely seen plenty of times in the community, you know, these these things that play out where the younger individual is essentially like the older person's sex slave or they have to defer to them for what they're doing and there's some sort of understood, not understood, you know, kind of exchange going on. And um, I think it's really tough to like, you know, as a community, see these things play out with these kind of more illegal situations, but also not address, you know, what we have going on in, in, in our relationships, in our community, where like, we're all like kind of at the mercy of this growing up with this power dynamic thing being so ingrained in the different things that bring you social power versus not. Uh, shout out, watch reference. Uh, shout out to Queerest Folk for perpetuating that shit on teenage gay kids. I was a little queer child and I watched Queerest Folk for the first time. And I'm not going to say the lead character's name, but he was like a stereotypical white power, mm -hmm. like like power top. And he, mm -hmm. like, he was dating a high schooler and everybody was just like, it's so <sighs> romantic. Like, no nigga, this is pedophilia. We, this guy was showing up in his fucking... 1997 like like specked out jeep because he's off-road but he's right. also an architect right right <laughs> like, like he was showing up to this kid's school to pick him up and nobody was batting an eye other than the fact that they were gay how about the fact that this dude's like 29 yeah well and, and, and like i mean 15? the other like like element to that is of course like in many situations the older individual has more money and the economics can dictate a lot of power in any relationship you know experience social standing they Absolutely. have more of all of those things Absolutely. they have the time to accumulate those another watch reference don johnson you thought we forgot about you this is probably the only relevance you're going to get this much don johnson <laughs> nigga you was 28 when you was dating melanie griffith she was 14 my nigga damn you thought i forgot bro i'm on your ass um, <laughs> uh, like we we we've been letting this shit go on since the beginning of time where these guys just get to pick out and then when it becomes something that's so uh, insidious that it becomes a taking kind of thing where it's not even like right. you're not even working as hard to like entice anyone you're just taking the like the, then we attribute it to like oh only gay cultures are doing it only gay people are doing that no 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 we have plenty of fucking like power moves happening in every walk of life we have to pay attention to the fact that human beings have the capacity for evil yeah. that doesn't matter what they identify as we all have the capacity to do dastardly evil shit mm -hmm. and i just I, I was sitting there and i was reading this article and i read through the comments and that's what triggered this whole conversation this whole episode is that every time you see some shit happening in the queer wild you say something, mm -hmm. but when, where where the fuck was y'all at when Don Johnson was fucking around with Melody Griffin? Where the fuck was y'all at with Dane Cook doing all this weird shit? Where the fuck was y'all at when R. Kelly was doing this shit for decades? Mm -hmm. Where the fuck was mm -hmm. y'all at when Chris Rock was trying to holler at Jada Pinkett when she was fucking young as shit? Like, we don't talk about that kind of shit. And, and when right. we do, we, we have to like, see, they're, they're the perverse ones. Look, perversion can be found in every facet of life. We can mm -hmm. find someone who's doing something wrong in every facet of life, and it doesn't make it right. But what I'm saying is keep that same energy. Yeah. I, I mean, I think whenever like I think about these things, it's kind of like, well, what is the solution? There's always predators. They're always going to exist. You know, I've always racked my brain. Like, I don't necessarily don't think, you know, adult relationships with age gaps don't work. I mean, my father is almost 20 years older than my stepmother and they've been together for 40 years and they seem perfectly happy. 
But when I think about somebody like my father, I think, well, this is somebody who like wasn't wielding power and didn't want to wield power, right? And right. We, we have to think about like how we can equip you know, younger people in the community. And I think that a lot of this goes around raising a consent-based culture, right? Where the idea is that no matter who you are, no matter what stage you are in your, your growth, your maturity, your, your relationship curiosity, that you feel empowered to be able to say when, who, how, <laughs> you know, right. that, that it doesn't become an intimidation factor. Because if you culturize the idea that you are in charge of your body, you are in charge of your feelings, you are in charge of yourself, then you can have these conversations with maybe an older person. And I will thank, you know, my mother, I guess, for like really instilling that in my head. So when I was a younger queer boy on the block, I did manage my relationships with some older individuals a little bit better. You know, I definitely was proposed to be a kept boy on more than one occasion. And I would laugh at that, like, what the hell is that? You want me to be your sex slave? Let's call it what it is. Like, I don't want to be anybody's kept anything. But if you're like in the idea of a culture of like, you're in charge of yourself and that's something that you are comfortable with, but you know you came to that conclusion and that conversation was able to happen, then that would change the idea. I mean, likely most of these men, as happened with me, lose interest into you in you as soon as you suggest that you know you have a stake in the way these things work out because you know you'll meet some older people and let's go to this fancy well i can't afford that restaurant <laughs> well i got you well what do you expect for getting me for a hundred dollar meal like right <laughs> we don't have that conversation and i've noticed over the years the number of individuals traumatized by these power plays who where it's just like, I don't trust anybody, especially men, to negotiate relationships with because I feel like they're always going to pull something over on me or that right. they're, the, the, the power struggle is real, if you will. And we, and we like, taking into account uh, the like, perversion and this kind of power plays is not specifically just the gay issue. No. It is a man issue. Right. Yeah. Across the board, it is a man issue. 85% of these kind of power plays Absolutely. and assaults are perpetrated by men. Yep. So we should start talking about men and their problems with consent across the board. And that means age of consent to actual physical consent. We need to talk to them across the board about that. And and, and if we're going to achieve living in that future where we're a consent-based future, then that's where the conversation needs to start. And what it needs to stop is the bullshit of cherry picking. Oh, yeah. like gay people do this. Like, you know, like one of the biggest fears when I came out was that I would, I, I, I was going to be a problem around children. Yeah. Like I'm trans. That that doesn't make me a pedophile. Right. Absolutely. I, I'm trans, so I, I have, and I'm black, so I have almost no power. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, if you want to talk about physicality, I'm a physical being who has a background in violence, but I'm also like a decent human being. So that's not a power play that I would make. Mm -hmm. But to sit around and act like, my mere existence now makes me a predator is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. There's always this scapegoating to that. When you see crimes against like children is the assumption that it was a gay person, the assumption that it was a trans person, the nerve of the actual groomer right. to call someone else a groomer. <laughs> uh, Dana, Dane, that's another shot at you. You're straight groomer, bro. <laughs> that's grooming shit. She was, she was 16. bro. <laughs> You got money and like you around cameras and, and like some like college dudes know your name. That's a power play. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I, I do think that contextualizing all this stuff again under the, the realm of are we interested in a community and improving our mental and physical and sexual health? Like, and if, right. if we are, we can't keep not having these conversations, like including that, like, I've, I've met so many people that that inference has been made, even amongst lesbians. Oh, she's like, keep, keep your little girl away from her because she's attracted to all things girl all the time, you know? Right, like these right. ridiculous, you know, and 
you talk to people about that and like consent issues in the community. And like, I've heard many times from a many queer man, it's a rite of passage. It's a rite of passage. It's a rite of passage. Like, Yuck. of course, you know, I was, I always tell this story, but I was in a bar. I maybe was like 24 years old. And, you know, I was new to the city and I, you know, went to the back patio area to smoke a cigarette and, you know, I'm having like all these friendly men coming up and talking to me and like, you know, all of a sudden one of them just puts their hand down the back of my pants and like tries to finger my asshole. Wow. And I, of course, lose my shit. And it's like, what made you think that that's okay? Oh, you know, you're new. We're just having fun. You know, I thought you were flirting. You thought I was flirting. Aren't we the ones that rush to like fucking protect our fag hags when we think some fucking man is like, you know, acting inappropriately or flirting with her against her consent or touching her inappropriately? How is that all of a sudden okay for us to do? Nah, this shit don't fly. And I, I don't, you know, and I would tell friends that, oh, yeah, it's happened to all of us. What? <laughs> right. Like, that's like, no. well, why aren't we doing something about it? Exactly. Why aren't we confronting that? Like, and that brings up a story of like my first, uh, my first night out in drag. Mm -hmm. Like I, I went to Tilt. Shout out to Tilt. Rest in peace, nigga. <laughs> uh, I went to Tilt. It was, it was a drag club in Rochester, and like I just felt so free that night. Like, and I was like wearing a nice little cocktail dress. I was around twenty four. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was wearing a, a cocktail dress. I had like met a bunch of people who were really nice to me and like everybody was giving me compliments on like, cause I worked really hard on the look. Cause I was like, I'm not about to go out here looking like no motherfucking buster. So right. I'm standing at the back of the club and like girls started putting their hands all over me and they were like, it's okay. It's okay. Like you're a sister now. Like, no, 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 this is still my body and you're still violating me. And I need you to keep your hands to yourself. Like they kept like like trying to touch and see where how far back I was tucked and like putting their hands in <laughs> between my legs. Fuck? And once again, that's a shout out to the video. I mean, uh, episode that we did in the past. It was cis straight white women invading a gay space and making people uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And the thing about it was, I was told by queer people who were near me that I made too big of a deal out of it. Right. So, like when you hear things like that, you the first thing that comes to my head is how many people like really has this happened to, you know, like I, I definitely, definitely. And again, yeah, it straight white women at queer bars. I have been felt up. I've been asked to make out with, I'm glad I'm your safe space, but now you're in my safe space and I don't feel so safe anymore. Like I shouldn't have to be fending off these fucking old hawks on one side and these fucking young women on the other side, like fucking ridiculous, you know? And I, right, right. I don't, you know, I don't know, you know, I think there's nothing more humiliating. And I, I know that, you know, I mean, I did a lot of sex work over the years, so I was not the young person to pull this on. I, I know where my line is. And as soon as you cross it, <laughs> I will let you know. Um, but I imagine I said, how many, how many fucking 20 something year olds have you done this to at the bar? And I'm the first one because you act so shocked like nobody has ever told you fucking no before. And the same with the <laughs> fucking girls at the queer bar. Oh, right. come on. Don't be a poor sport. Like nothing. To, like we're just having fun. I was like. Oh, sexual assault is fun, guys? It's fun? Huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, so so now it's like, because we're in a setting where you're feeling safe and free, now you're the fucking predator. Uh-huh. And, and I have a I have a friend that always says, like, I'm not here to pay for your fucking broken dishes. I'm sorry if this has happened to you with men and, you know, straight men in the worlds that you act in, but you don't get to act that out on me. You know, you don't get right. to utilize me to heal yourself from your woes with your, your sexual partner, you know, uh, past traumas <laughs> you know we right right can't right, right. can't keep re-traumatizing each other you know i've also heard the thing from old, older men that do these things well you know it, it happened to me you know i got over it oh great so now we're just carrying on a tradition of like trauma and abuse throughout our community what do we expect to be left at the end of the day if we've right. all been groped molested raped uh 
introduced to drugs um, to absolve us of all those pains, like pimped, <laughs> pimped. Fuck yeah, you know, like it's and it's not about and and like we're we're focused in on what's happening within our culture just to let everybody know yeah. that like there are predators and everywhere. But let's be real. Let's be really real about what we're talking about. We're talking about the state of predators. We're like it's not about queer people. Like you find predators everywhere. That's let's it. talk about uh, the predators in the military, just like constantly fucking raping people, men and women, women in, uh, of color and and, and and servicemen of color disappearing after being sent sexually assaulted and reporting it. We're talking about women in sports, men in sports being sexually assaulted by coaches and doctors. We're talking about, and it's in every situation that I'm naming, it is about power. Yep. It's about power being being played out. Like I've reached a certain plateau. I I lived through the hazing and now I'm going to continue it. It's a, a mindset. It's not about whether this person is queer or not. And, and 90% of the time it, it's it's about power. And even in those situations when, when children are involved, we still have to remember that it's about a power play. It, it's, it's, it's more of a fetish than it is a sexuality. Absolutely. It's a it's a very dangerous fetish, but a fetish a fetish nonetheless, and we have to pay attention to those kind of things. But before we get too deep, because we did a lot of deep talking and I called a lot of motherfuckers out, we done got to that point of the show where you already know what it is. If you hear bubbling and coughing, I smoke weed every day. Great poet laureate named Nate, Sir Nate, of the house doll said, <laughs> "Hey, hey, hey, hey." Smoke weed every day. So if you, when you hear this click, click, and you hear the bubbling, be an adult. Grow up. And we're going to take a short break. I'm going to hit some of this black cherry, gel cherry gelato. What you got over there, A-Love? What you got? Banana cake. And I suggest you hit that shit. Yeah. I, yeah. Here we go. Oof. Look at that. Smooth, motherfucker. <laughs> I love that it looks like the Tin Man. That's really amazing. It's like, oh, oh yeah. For for all the listeners at home, <laughs> I'm smoking out of a pipe that looks like the Tin Man. <laughs> so we call it the Tin Man. Very, it's it's very creative of us. <laughs> Shout out to friends of Dorothy. <laughs> right, right, right. Look, see how that tied in, friends of Dorothy. Yeah. We're out here doing our thing. We're right. I don't, I don't know if anybody in. knows that reference anymore by us, Cameron. <laughs> oh, damn. We washed. <laughs> washed reference. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> <coughs> Back on what we was talking about. Like, yeah, I, I want to I reiterate that. When you're out here and you're looking for excuses to hate queer people, you should find an excuse that can't be linked to every person. Mm-hmm. Mm. like there are predators amongst us period it mm. didn't say amongst us in one community just amongst us the capacity for evil lives in within all of us yeah and some people have an easier time uh, connecting to it and if we're actually going to be placing blame on the biggest predator on the planet um they are of a pale complexion <laughs> and they have dangly parts <laughs> And a bunch of Benjamins. <laughs> and, and lots of money. And and, and, they, and they use things like Viagra and NDA agreements <laughs> to do their thing out here. Uh, um, you are more likely to run into a politician who will touch your breast, put his finger on in you, on you, near you, do weird shit, than you are to come across a trans woman who will do that? Mm. I can't say the same for gay men mm. in the community because, like we said, we we bo we both experienced white gay men doing weird shit. Right. But at the same time, you can't just attribute it to just like, oh, it's because they're gay. No, it's because they're weird and predatory. Well, and and it, and it's because society encourages weird and predatory. You can't yeah. have like a a social agenda of winner takes all, a social contract that encourages everybody to stop their neighbor out and expect these things not to be heavily prevalent in your society. I'm not saying right. that you have an excuse to fuck over people and abuse them. I'm saying if we're talking about solutions to this, the blame game or, you know, trying to sidestep your bigotry by blaming some sort of like, 
connection that is not community wide is not the way to fucking go about it. Like, right. We need to have a conversation about what what is are the things that we can do that don't encourage those things in our society that encourages the idea of compassion and like taking care of one another in our community. And I've chosen call it out. I've chosen I've chosen call it out in the open, call it out for what it is. And and if you feel like I'm I'm the the drama now after I said that, then I'll be the drama. But the nerve of somebody, uh, and most of the time, these weirdos who say this kind of shit, like, see, I told you, are like white men built like bags of soup. They're still attempting like gold medalist gymnastics to make shit connect. You're doing a lot of mental gymnastics to to make shit connect when you could just simply say like, hey, this is a terrible thing that's happening and leave your bias at home. It's terrible that like this that these two men with like now let's break it down. Let's take the gay part out. Mm-hmm. Two white men of privilege. These were foster children, were in a position to become foster parents, mm-hmm. became foster parents, and then took advantage of children who possibly come from homes where this kind of thing was already happening. Right. Right. That's monstrous. And you don't even have to put gay in there. You don't have to put, I didn't even have to say white. It's two men of privilege were allowed to be foster parents. Mm. Once they became foster parents, they became predators. Now this happens more often than you fucking know. But to see this one article and have no background that touches it. Now myself, like I said, I came from foster care. I was assaulted by my foster father. Mm -hmm. I ain't gonna say your name, but rest in piss. Uh, like I ain't gonna say your name, but you dead. So okay, uh, fuck your homie dead. But um, <laughs> like I came from that background, and I still didn't attribute like all queerness to that. Mm-hmm. Like um, immediately, the man was like, "See, queer people doing this stuff and being this, and that's why we shouldn't have them around kids or in schools or drag like story times. Like, see how fucking much gymnastics you did." Mm-hmm. To be like, fuck gay people? You should have just said, fuck gay people. Right. <laughs> oh, I don't care about that crime. Fuck gay people. Right. Because you actually don't care about the actual crime. You only want to perpetuate, like, this stereotype. So you use the crime as the catalyst to do so. Skip the bullshit gymnastics. Like I said before, you built like a bag of milk. Mm-hmm. You can't do that kind of mental gymnastics. It's Your body ain't built for it. Your brain ain't either. It's 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 hyper transparent. Just say, hey, oh fuck, fuck queer people. I don't fuck with queer people. I don't like them. Like, don't make up shit right. in your mind and like, like Absolutely. it's it's tired. It's it's giving like you need a nap. Right. Well, and and <laughs> you you have to circle it back. I mean, it circles back perfectly. Like you know, we we're talking about like predators being interested in power, whether you're the fucking CEO of Weinstein company or like whether you're the baseball coach or whether your attraction to getting into foster care. These are all positions where like there is an extreme power play and obviously things like care, you know, and let's be fucking real for all the talk about how much we give a fuck about kids, nearly a million kids go fucking missing every year in this fucking country. I don't, I see us cutting fucking SNAP benefit programs. I see us like not looking for missing kids, not giving a shit about any missing kids of color. We don't give a fuck about kids. And maybe people should start They're all runaways for some reason. They're all runaways when they disappear. They all become runaways, especially if they're brown. They're just out there doing doing stuff. Their kids will be kids. But no, these kids are being snatched up off the road, and we don't give a shit about them. Like you said, it's a lot of outcry for, like, save the children. But at the end of the day, like, who the fuck are you saving? That is also another episode in the channel's catalog. Save the children, question mark. <laughs> That's, a good, that's a good episode. Right. Like, so you can listen to that. You can go to the backlog and listen to that, too. But, like, we're not doing... What we're saying we're doing we're just like using right. the children as a catalyst to like erase the identities of people right like identities that don't aren't congruent with our own we're like see like yeah. they're weirdos there we got to save the children from them but we really need to be saving the children from adults in general yeah <laughs> in general like if you're a sixth grade teacher like think about how many white sixth grade female cis teachers 
have just like power played. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And it, it used to be like back in the day, back when we were younger, it used to be a rite of passage. There was one kid in every school who was fucking a teacher. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Male or female. Definitely. There was always one kid who was in any in pick a school. Yep. From middle school up. Yep. Like from middle school up, pick a kid, pick a school. There's a teacher there fucking a, ch- a child. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and again, another position of power, right? Like, right. you know, you can keep connected. I mean, I bring up the thing about not caring about kids because, you know, it's it becomes a double insult. One, you're you're misassociating a a activity with a particular sexuality or particular lifestyle or whatever, and you're you're also like acting with this hypocrisy that you give a shit. You know, this is not this is this is something that bigots use as a talking point, and I think that's what we need to ground it in a lot too. You know, a reminder that this isn't a thing. This is a thing that people have who have a very particular agenda. Um, do I don't know if you have seen lately the the rise of this, and I think it was uh, a New York Post article as well. And obviously, the New York Post is garbage times garbage yeah. times garbage. But um, this individual who uh, wrote this big op-ed kind of thing, saying you know, rallying for taking the T out of the LGBT umbrella, saying that as a gay man, he has no idea why one would include trans individuals in 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 the in the uh struggle or the association of lesbians bisexuals and gays oh i don't know maybe because like there wouldn't have been a struggle uh-huh to like that we wouldn't we wouldn't have a win we wouldn't be able to walk around being a privileged white man Without like a grouping of like trans women of color, like know your history first off. Second off, have an original idea. You are definitely not the first white twink privileged kid to say some shit like that. Yeah, You're, it's, it's not new at all. While while so, like uh, Marsha P. Johnson and and all of them were saving our lives, let's not forget that like white twink men were the ones trying to silence them the entire time like please do something other than watch netflix specials about our history and then maybe you won't make stupid comments like that please tell me you know this person's name you know their name because i really want to shoot on um actually uh no um and actually in in this particular instance it wasn't a white man of all irony um oh shit yeah yeah so and and in coordination of this I don't know if you've noticed on the internet, but it's been passing through my feeds, this new uh, organization, specifically LGB, and it's like almost like their tagline is like taking the T out of LGBT. Yeah. And I, I do get worried about things like this taking root. You know, we we already, you know, have an issue with the whole alphabet soup thing in that I do... You know, it's why we are often at New Queer Order <laughs> using queer as an umbrella term to be more connected to the general non-heteronormative society as a, as a whole. And then to see people looking to divvy it up. It's kind of like this Milo right wing white, like, um, I don't even want to say it's white nationalism. It's kind of like gay male nationalism. <laughs> that, right. Like, it's really like, it's really like a... Uh... It's really like, and I want—I don't want to see it take root either. But I also know the history of us, so I know that it's been around the whole time. No, it definitely like, it's has. just a newer name. It's just a newer organization with the same agenda as the one that died out before. Right. Like, here's the thing, people: like, you wouldn't exist in your comfortability if it wasn't for us. You would still be getting locked up for being too effeminate. You would still uh. be getting locked up for kissing your partner. You wouldn't be allowed to hold your partner's hand in public. And I know they're trying to roll those back. And do you think you're going to get that victory on your own? Do you think that you suffered enough to be able to live through what's about to happen mm. to us? Because I'm sure trans people have. Yeah. I mean, and I, and I think that's, it is important to say that this has always been a thing. And it, I remember in the nineties, like hearing this conversation over and over again. And it just kept me in the closet. Right. And like, you know, I think there was like an episode of Pose where she goes on, one of the characters goes into a a gay bar and gets kicked out multiple times. And that was 
a very real experience. Unless you were a drag performer performing in that bar, they definitely didn't want trans individuals in that Especially bar. Especially trans individuals of color. Uh, and Yes, absolutely. And the nerve of them to be like, let's get rid of the T and then act like they're in this united front when the next thing they're going to get rid of is the is, is black. Right, right. And so indigenous, Spanish, because literally like the undertones from the queer community have always been rooted in like white patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's always kind of been rooted in white patriarchy. And even if you're black, like even if this person who wrote this article is a black person, you are borrowing oppression. Also a trans trenos episode <laughs> exclusive. Borrowed oppression. Um, so, <laughs> like, but, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a good connection back to the topic and it's why I bring it up. Like we're always having these kind of discussions about like, you know, uh how power you know if they're setting the tone for this they're also setting the tone for a backlash and violence against said community and like even worse in this particular instance within the community you know right like right it's not beyond um many times i have heard complaints on one level or another about like oh why do we have to like deal with like trans individuals on grinder and hookup apps why do we have to like like this 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 space isn't for them well you know what if we keep chopping everything up all these quote-unquote hard one rights that you think we have are gonna start vanishing because without solidarity there's no fucking progress you know you can't erase you can't erase like the writer of the script you wouldn't exactly. even be in the play if a trans woman didn't write the script. You can't uninvite us from a table we built. Uh, well said. Well fucking said. Like, I don't have to ask you permission for that space. I don't have to ask you permission um, to be involved in, in your in your events because your events can't exist without someone like me. It would have it would have never happened. You have to keep that in mind when you're making those kind of comments that getting rid of the T. What you're really getting rid of is the actual person who fought for you to succeed because against all odds we didn't have the uh, option to take a break and let someone else fight cuz that's what the queer community does. Trans women more often than not show up for this community and get things accomplished and change things. And then we are just left to our own devices when it's our turn to be fought for. You wouldn't have gay marriage without us. You wouldn't be able to eat in restaurants without us. You wouldn't be able to congregate in in, in groups bigger than 10. There wouldn't be drag shows in the open. There would be no RuPaul's Drag Race. There would be no, uh, but I'm just a cheerleader. None of that shit would have happened without us. So while you fucking fanboying and sitting in your fucking ego about your revisionist history of what the queer community is, there is no community or LGB without the T. And hold that in your cheeks. Like my dick. (laughs) Um, Did you come equipped with that other item for tonight's episode? Which other item? The, oh the oh the, oh the, the music. no I don't have the okay I don't have the oh, fair enough oh, so that, that, uh, inside that. joke right, I'm not bored inside joke I don't want to tell everybody sometimes I forget that I have an electronic butt plug and I can't tell you which episodes they are but there are certain there are definitely episodes where I am equipped with a, a, a electronic musical butt plug see this is an opportunity for a Tranos contest if you can name like four out of the five episodes like but do you remember which episodes you have oh yes i do i definitely well fuck yeah (laughs) (laughs) what do we got we got like 40 43 current episodes there are six episodes where i am equipped with a bass boost butt plug and it's just simply because i'm neurodivergent and i work from home and I'm like, oh shit! I need to record. I'm inspired, and I'll just sit down and forget that this thing is on. That's amazing. I re- and also <laughs> that I'm that it's like that it's in me. <laughs> and if that's too much information for you, this is your first time listening, <laughs> and I remember my first beer. Okay. 
<laughs> I'm queer and I'm trans. If you thought there weren't going to be any butt jokes, you're insane. <laughs> <laughs> we are, if anything, not short of butt jokes here at NGO. <laughs> so we, we should make that a contest. I don't know what we would offer them, though. What do we have to offer them? What, what, what can we get them? Can we get them like a like a Tranos tray? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yes. Yeah. We're going to work on that and then we're going to announce that thing. But like, you, it's going to take you a while. So we could probably announce it now and then figure out how to get this. Yeah. I think that they have. We got money. I think that they have to get like like 80% right or something like that. We have to figure out a threshold. You need to get five out of six. Okay. I like that. Five out of six. You need to get five out of six. You need to get them in chronological. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Good that. luck, everybody. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, see, that's the kind of stuff our listeners are looking for. <laughs> yeah, how do and, how and, do and, engage and, with uh, our butts? <clears throat> right, right. I, we're, like yeah, ratings are going to skyrocket. You're like, hey, Cameron was talking about a butt plug, and she's giving away uh, like uh, some kind of weed trade that we're going to know about later because this bitch is broke. <laughs> 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 We're, we're going to figure it out. But, like, there's the contest. If you can figure out what sick episodes I'm equipped with Bass Boost Butt Plug. That's the name of the comp, a contest. Bass Boot butt, butt Plug Challenge. We have <laughs> um, to write to them. They owe us a sponsorship at this fucking point. <laughs> yeah, they do. They definitely do owe us a sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> shout, shout, out, shout out to Love Sense, because that shit's insane. Like, you oh, is that who makes it? Yeah, it, uh, it, yeah. You can't. You you haven't lived until uh, you have heard uh, Chingy's. I like the way you do that right there from inside your body. <laughs> oh my god, I want one now. It's so bad. <laughs> it's crazy because you think it's gonna come through your headphones because you're all you're all ready and you got your candle lit and you're laying in your bed and shit like that. And all of a sudden, like you hear the bass boost. From inside, like it's not coming from your headphones, it's coming from inside, <laughs> literally inside. Yeah, oh, that's and beautiful. then here's another challenge. Uh, if you can figure out which episode I'm listening to, uh, The Last Dragon, the actual movie through my butt plug, you automatically wait. Is that Bruce Lee? Uh, it was, uh, what was his name? Uh, oh Jesus! Uh, ladies, it'll give me a second. I never do. So I'm looking out. I'm looking. Out. It's Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. Oh, okay, okay. The whole movie. It wasn't even the, the soundtrack. It was the whole movie. Beautiful. Everybody's lines were being said inside of my ass. <laughs> oh man yeah we done. we went off the rails we did but that's okay because you know when you're talking heavy shit you gotta like like bring the relief a little bit you know yeah i'm queen levity that's levity yeah levity i gotta bring a little levity situation we just talked about predators for a minute so i was thought i'd give you a little excerpt from my weird life you know i'm weird fuck yeah you've been listening to me for a while if you're a listener of trenos and the lived experience like the the, the title says i'm weird (laughs) (laughs) and it's my nickname's transnito I'm weird. And this is the lived experience right there. Right. Then that's you you got it. That is equipped for my life. You want to know more about my life? Now you do. And with that being said, this has been an episode of Tranos and the Lived Experience. Aaron, you got anything you want to say to the crowd? Oh, fuck. Thanks for listening. Treat each other well. Don't fucking be a predator. Right. Or we'll beat your ass. Exactly. <laughs> I'm Tranos. Say that shit with your whole chest. Or I will break into your house. I will equip you with batteries and a love sense butt plug. <laughs> and, I, and I will watch you. Wait, you're going to get offers now. <laughs> right. Right. We're out here. <laughs> and <laughs> Tranos and the Lived Experience, the show that <clears throat> loves the bass. Mm, beautiful. <laughs> Bye, nigga. <laughs>